how is everybody doing? We just watched the show Game of Thrones, the sixth installation of this series, and it's called Beyond the Wall. So, um, Dre and Diana, what did you guys think? I thought it was a pretty cool episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was it was like too much for me to handle. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. It was crazy. Like too much, like you didn't want to watch it, or like you didn't enjoy it too much, or too much no, I like enjoyed crazy. It. I enjoyed it. It was just a lot to take in. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, John? I thought it was extreme, extremely well written. Um, I will go into, I guess, later, but I like the way they did the battle scenes that they just didn't like have the, the our, our, our merry men of war just walk up and kind of fight. I like how they kind of layered it in and they kind of... Um, you know, they had a smaller yeah. one, and then a larger one, and then a larger one, and then they had to let Gingery go to actually get in for more help. I thought that was very creative. Well, he needed to be king. He ran off to be king. Say again, what did you say, Dre? He ran off to be the king. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I rescinded that if you didn't listen to that podcast. <laughs> I did. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> um, Don't you think but, our posse needs a name, like, Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, like they had a fellow. What there should be a name for this posse. It should be, but they were too short, man. I mean, Lord of the Rings, they lasted you know a little bit longer than these guys. These sure. guys, they you got know. picked off one by one pretty quickly. <laughs> um, I want to talk about um Tormund. Is is he is he like swinging both sides of the fence? I mean, what's up with that? What do you mean? No, he was just joking so. around. He's saving himself for Lady Brienne. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, okay. he really likes her more uh, manly aspects, I guess. But I don't know if he swings both sides. Yeah, I just took that all as a joke. Like because uh, yeah, because the hound seemed kind of definite that he was a ginger. <laughs> well, I mean, he does have ginger hair. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, but yes, yeah, so I, I thought it was well done. Um, I liked it a lot. I just I didn't like the these parts about Arya and Sansa. That was kind of um, yeah, me too. That was kind of creepy. Was that so? Was that a drop the mic moment for anybody? No, it was a moment that I think should have been extricated from this episode. I think it should have been all in the north. It shouldn't have had any kind of you know flashbacks to what's happening here i mean it all kind of was in the north except for the parts in dragonstone i mean winterfell is the north if are you saying it should have been all north of the beyond the wall precisely it should have been all beyond the wall it shouldn't have had any kind of because it really didn't add to the episode it really didn't do anything it was just it was just you know and they made the episode an extra 15 minutes they didn't have to well Well, they needed go ahead I was going to say, I mean, they needed to show those th- scenes, I think, just to move the story forward, um, you know, because there's other players that have to have their stories move forward besides the, you know, the wall guys. So I, I understood that they needed to show something happening yeah. at Winterfell. Um, I didn't like it, not because I didn't think it didn't fit with the episode, but I just didn't like creepy Arya. I do not like her now. Yeah, that was really kind of a strange turn for Arya. Yeah, very, very strange. I mean... I guess we've been saying from the beginning that with Arya, you know, there there's nothing really left in her heart besides revenge. But I really didn't think that she would go full-blown evil. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't even yeah. know if you would call it full-blown evil, but she's oh, definitely full-blown, you? you know, mistrust and 
I mean, she's being played by Littlefinger, so you have to take that into account. That she, what she's doing in her mind is is right and good because, you know, in her mind, she's been deluded to think that Sansa betrayed her family, and if she is being, you know, quote unquote loyal to her father, loyal to John, loyal to her her, her house, she's quote unquote, you know rooting that out. In yeah, her mind. I suppose. I suppose. I'm kind of on Diana's side. She she's not. She, she's her very immature. I mean, her, her her personality is the only personality that isn't getting better. Everyone else is getting better. Daenerys is getting better. Jon Snow is growing. Even Tormund is growing. But her, but she isn't. She's like recessing. But don't you think Sansa's in the same way? Like they're both being played equally by Littlefinger. Like he is working both of them. And you know we talked a lot of in this season on our podcast about Littlefinger's role and he's been proven to be very successful so far. Wouldn't you say like he's been able to pry them apart? Um, you know, he's going to have, you know, a further plan of this, but um, they've both been responding pretty immature. He was kind of, I mean, Sansa was pretty much spilling all her guts to Littlefinger as though he Ugh, could, I know. she could trust him. And that was like, sitting there watching that, it was just kind of like, no, like, I don't know, like, what you guys think about, like, office politics and stuff, but, um, you know, where <laughs> you guys work, but, like, sometimes you hear people talking, and you're like, no, don't tell that person that, or, you know, at work, it's like, no, it's not going to result in anything good, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was surprised by that, because in all of the episodes this season so far, she's been very against Littlefinger, you know, don't trust him, you know, I know what he is, so to see her all of a sudden, just because of that one scene with, with Arya and the letter for her to all of a sudden turn the tables and decide, hey, I'm just going to spill my guts out to Littlefinger yeah. and put my confidence in him. Like, why is she trusting him whatsoever? You know, and, she knows and, better than that. And she's making such a big point that the Knights of the Vale follow her. They rode north for her. But that's a very brittle ground that she stands on. You know, all that power flows through Littlefinger. And she's placed all of her trust in Littlefinger for that, you know, to wield that power. And you know, she made a big point to say it today, too, to Arya, saying that, you know, she said John lost the Battle of the Bastards, which I, I guess we'd, we would all agree with, um, but nobody said it out loud. She's saying it out loud, uh, you know, that the Knights of the Vale, because of her, bailed John out. Right, but I feel like she was kind of pushed into a corner there. Like, she was just trying yeah. to defend herself because there's Arya trying to accuse her of being you know, this total betrayer and she's just trying to defend herself and say, Hey, listen, I mean, this you wouldn't even be here right now if I hadn't helped out. You know, yeah. Winterfell would still be in the hands of the Boltons. So she kind of had no other choice. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Once again I'm on Diana's side. Sorry. Um I think you I think you pretty much um read that so correctly that she was basically playing by the Flying by the seat of her pants at that point, and and kind of was reacting to Arya. So yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I do agree. With that so what? In a lot of ways, what do you so. guys think? What do you guys think is going to happen with Arya? Like, do you think she's going to become the a sort of villain now? I think that we, I think that the um, show is setting us up so that we don't have a lot of compassion for. Her. So that means that she's going to do something that's going to be really, really like cold, cunning, and evil. So um, Arya is going to shed some blood. But one thing that we didn't talk about was that this episode revealed a couple of things. It revealed how she got so it revealed that she has this skill to get someone's face after she kills them. 
I mean, we, we kind of see a little bit of that, but we had never really seen that when she was in Bravos. But she um, that's how she got Walter face phrase after she killed him. She kind of cut it off with her, you know, with her skill and was able to become Walter Frey. So that kind of to me, the episode kind of revealed a layer to what her training to how deep her training went. Yeah, I mean, I guess that was revealed with the whole Walter Frey thing. Uh, well, I mean, I guess we knew even prior to that um, that, that that was how the, the faceless men operate. You know, they literally kill someone and take mm. their face. So, I mean, it's only logical, I suppose, that... She, she kind of also went a step beyond that. She was like, her. you know, I am also speaking their voice, which is unique, too. Like, I can take on the personalities. I can feel what they feel. I can understand what they understand, wear their clothes, all those things. That almost right, even, like I, I mean, goes beyond the face. It's kind of really creepy. Yeah, I mean, they, I know they're called the faceless men, but it, apparently when you put on their face, you get their body, too, and you get kind of everything about them. It's more like a total transformation, so. Yeah, Um. So, I, but I, I liked how, but once again, just seeing Arya and Sansa kind of bicker, I think they share way too much screen time. It was way unnecessary. Um, there were more important things going on. Well, John, what were your drop the mic moments of this episode? Um, Gendry, Gendry making it back. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty cool moment. I mean, it was. I mean, he basically. I mean, he 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 always gave his life. You know. Um, second was um, the the. Uh, I forgot my man's name is just is is the hound the hound throwing that rock reminding the people that is ice there now kind of you know the, the ice is safe to cross kind of thing yeah oh god that's a big yeah. difference between the, the white walk or the whites in this series versus like uh, the Walking Dead the Walking Dead zombies are just kind of really dumb and these zombies seem to be a little bit more informed and you used to be able to use logic they saw that and they were like oh. Not gonna walk on the ice. All right. Although I'm surprised that that was enough to convince them, because it's like, all right, it's a rock. I mean, it's not the the weight yeah. of an actual person, but it, I guess I understood where they were trying to go with that. Dana, what but were I, your drop the mic moments? I mean, I can't not talk about White Walker Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so. Like, I, I know that everyone's probably like, oh my god, yes, White Walker Dragon. But I am not about White Walker Dragon. I am not excited for White Walker Dragon. Just because I know that the havoc is going to wreak, and I just, I don't want to see it. Yeah. I'm just scared. What, ha what havoc do you think is going to wreak? I mean, it's a it's a White Walker Dragon. What do you mean? What kind of havoc? It's I mean, going to create incredible destruction next season, for sure. I mean, Maybe even next episode. I mean, even next episode, I just think the, you know, this dragon could fly anywhere and do you know the night king's bidding like could fly to king's landing and start burning stuff down we well, don't know it, that does it burn fire or does it breathe like ice, ice we, we don't know that who knows ice we don't fire. know like we, we we don't know what are the limitations to the white walkers because if they were if they were if they were able to roam the earth freely then they wouldn't need the snow to come before they invade it well i think it's more like they bring the winter, you know what I mean? I see what you're saying, but they needed the snow, the north to come. They needed the winter to come before they invaded. They, they, could, not, they could not have done it unless there was ice on the ground. 
So I know they have some kind of limitations. I mean, if that's true, then this whole plot for them to even capture one and bring it down south is just going to be an epic failure. So I'm interested to see if that happens. What do you think, Andre? Uh, as far as the the White Walker dragon? Limitations. Limitations uh, to... I, I honestly don't Walker. think... If they have a dragon, I think all all bets are off the table. Table stakes are gone. I didn't think that you know anything could happen at that point. The only thing defending them from White Walker Dragon, you know, uh, is the two quote unquote good dragons. Um, fortunately, they still have two on their side. Uh, I don't. I don't see how you know it flies around in the air. They could go anywhere. I, I just don't think. I don't see how there would be any limitation. I don't know. I mean, I, I think what John's talking about is like we don't know the extent of its powers yet. Yeah, that's like, true. Right. Like we know that it's going to be able to fly around, but we don't know if it's going to breathe fire or it's going to breathe to ice. Me, in my mind, it's magical creature, you know, brought back to life by a magical creature. It's like, you know, magical creature squared to me. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I was really hoping when it died that it would just die and not come back. You knew I, I had it in my mind as soon as it went down. But, you know, I, don't, I didn't think of it going into the season like, oh, you know, the Night King could get a hold of a dragon and turn it. I, I, that, to me, is a twist. But as soon as the Night King got his spear out and, you know, it's so funny. We saw Cersei's little contraption and that was just like child's play. I know, right? It's like we thought like, oh, man, yeah. the dragon could really go down. And it turns out that was just, like, nothing. This is the real deal. Yeah. Like, when he first, when, when the Night King first took out his ice spear, I, I was thinking he was going to, like, plant it in the ground or something, and it was going to do something to the army. And then when I saw him raise it to throw it at the dragon, I was like, it's all over. We're dead. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very sad. Sad moment. Did you have any other drop-the-mic moments? Uh... I mean, just just the, the whole episode was a giant drop the mic moment for me. I mean, the the whole battle with the White Walkers was, yeah. I mean, uh, I it was predictable with the whole Daenerys coming to save the day, and um, it kind of bothered me the level uh, of survival of all the people that we cared about, and then yeah. all the all the random wildings that they apparently right. brought with them were the ones to die. <laughs> <laughs> but. But I mean, I guess it is a show, and they need Thoros the heroes to live. Thoros died, yeah. but I really thought they would lose one or two other main characters because it was just so unrealistic, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a part for me. The drop the mic moment was, you know, obviously dragon going down, being reanimated. That was one, but since Jared took that, for me it was John calling Danny her queen. I thought it was going to go a little bit further, and she might say, you're my king oh, yeah, also. I totally forgot about that. I thought maybe that would be like <laughs> a go, you know, two-way thing there, little thing. Um, but I think that yeah. was really important. I completely forgot to mention that point. But, yeah, that was obviously a huge revelation for this episode was uh, Daenerys, first of all, agreeing to help Jon yeah. with the... Uh, the army of the dead and then in return him saying that she's his queen and they were both going to do those things regardless of the other you know like right. Daenerys was 
admitting that she was going to go help him out before he said he was going to be her queen. And you know that he would have said that regardless of her saying that she was going to help him. You know, it's kind of like they both mutually agreed at the same moment that whatever bickering and nonsense that they were caught up with when they first met is not important anymore. They, They fully trust each other now. John, you're notorious for uh, warriors, as you call it, kind of stooping low or whatever it is, kind of being wussy. Did you feel that way in those moments? No, not at all. I thought that they played that correctly. I actually, um, um, it kind of. I wanted to address something Diane said earlier, but she was kind of upset that none of the main characters died. But that's what. That's what we expect. These guys are elite fighters. They they are better hands down than anything the White Walkers have. So for them to survive, I totally you know, and and with that, and I think that the the way that the battle scenes were was totally awesome. Um, I like the way John pretty much once again had to really give his life to save everybody else, and yeah. he, he made it back, which was which was fantastic. So I thought they did that. I thought they did that so correctly. They they played that. They, it was a right note all the way through. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't upset, you know, that a main character didn't die. Obviously, I I want them all to, to live, and I was happy to see that. I just was kind of hoping. There was just so many moments in this episode that were, like, unrealistic, you know. And I know it's a show, and the whole premise of the show itself is unrealistic. But, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't know. Just, you know, it was just a little bit, like, the pacing. Like, they managed to get this... Gendry back, the raven, the raven arrives at, at um, Daenerys and she rides up there like all in the span of what? You know, I mean, realistically, that should have been weeks. They yeah. would, <laughs> realistically, they would have died of hypothermia okay, okay. and starvation. Okay, I'm going, I'm going to have to kind of digress here for a second. Um, Diana, are you a fan of history? Of what? History? A fan of, yeah, history, yeah. Mm, not like not oh, in particular, yeah. But. So, okay. So, if like when you hear about history of even the American Revolution and some of the battles that George Washington did, where it was totally like, totally, it was totally like, like there's one battle right here by my house, actually. Well, no, it was in New Jersey where they were totally surrounded. And just by chance, this big fog rolled in. And it was able to provide cover so that George Washington was able to escape. And that happened for real. But had that been in the movies, they would have said, oh, you know, I got a problem with, I was, you know, out of nowhere, you know, a great fog comes in and saves our heroes. And then you look at uh, World War II where you have um, that we kind of fooled everybody by being able to to trick the Germans that we were going to land somewhere else and they just yeah. happen to be somewhere else. So, so what I'm saying I, is that, that that happens in real life where, where, where things happen that to save your heroes, because that's just how life is. No, I, you're, you're right. I mean, who's to say what the actual timeline was, you know, I mean, we really don't know how long it takes a Raven to get down there. Maybe it's only half a day, you know? So no, I mean, and you're, you're right. And it is a show. So I accept it. You know, I just, it bothered me slightly, but you know, unbelievable circumstances do happen. Miracles do happen, and this was one of them. Yeah. So I mean, you li- you li- you you live in a state where miracles happen. Look at the, the look at the immaculate reception. Who would have believed that? You know, if you were watching a movie, and all of a sudden somebody tips the ball out of the air. I don't know. Are you familiar with the immaculate reception? I doubt. Yeah. Immaculate reception. 
Google. Yes. It's no. a sports right. ball thing. I'll look it up after. Oh, is this sports related? Yeah, I have no idea what sports. It's, 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 one of, <laughs> it's one of the greatest plays ever in the history of football where basically, <laughs> seriously, where basically the game was over and someone tipped the ball magically and the guy magically caught it right before it hit the ground and ran for a touchdown, basically. And he just basically just kept on going. Didn't even give mm-hmm. a chance for them. And it was yeah. like, so yeah, so think miracles do happen is what I'm saying. I mean, it's not, it's frequent. It's, it's not something that's like impossible for a guy to run back yeah. and then get a Raven to Daenerys and then, you know, her, her to it's save the day. It's not impossible. I mean, it's unlikely, but it's not impossible. So it was a miracle and it happened. I'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> and it happened. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. So anyway, so I, I, I take the side of that. I think it was very likely because that's the only way for, for them to get saved is that they had to they had to call in reinforcements. Those dragons are by air, you know, pretty quick. Um, less than a thousand miles. So I'm thinking they can cover a thousand miles in about an hour and a half. And Wait, oh, hold on. <laughs> now I gotta stop you. Now okay. we're just making assumptions it's about just the like mileage. A thousand miles an hour. That's like I don't even know what that is. I can't that's like we're talking mock numbers now. <laughs> all right, let's just drop this subject. Let's just all compromise. Let's just agree to disagree. Or actually you know what? No, let's let's compromise on the fact that it was a little bit unlikely, but it was possible. I disagree. I think it's highly likely is what I'm saying. Because it happens all the time. I, mean, I would you say twenty four. Look at Hacksaw Ridge. One guy <laughs> saved seventy people, Hacksaw Ridge, you know? Yes. <laughs> Miracles <God>. happen. <laughs> Boy, you guys are like, man, if it's not... Anyway, okay. All right. Logical thinkers, John. I mean, I mean, it's a show. You got to hate on it once in a while for being unrealistic, you know? Like, we, were, me and Dre were talking about afterwards. It, was, like, reminded, it reminded me of, like, a Star Trek episode. Like, any time they go on a, an away mission, like, you know that the, the random people that they go down with are all going to die, and then Captain Kirk and Spock and Bones are going to gonna live you know like the only ones that survive every time <laughs> it's just like it was it was like that but it's a tv show so i i accept it and i'm happy you know i'm happy that they all survived except for thoros rest in peace you will be missed <laughs> is there um, anybody you wanted to die in the end where did the hound go in the end did, did, did he leave with them or did he stay with john i, I was trying to figure no, no, that out he, he remember he saved jorah when he was about to fall off the dragon so he made it out no, he made it out, but where did he go? Because like, because they what group did he follow? Oh yeah, I think it, it was just implied that uh, didn't they all go back to the same place? Didn't they all go back? No, to the same? they said goodbyes. So I can't tell. So the hound oh, said goodbye yeah. to Barrick, right? So that yes, Barrick. It said, "I hope I never see you again." <laughs> so I guess some of them are going to King's Landing, right? Because that's the whole point of the them getting the this white or White Walker. Uh, so I'm not sure if he was part of that crew or if he's... I'm inclined to think that he's not because, I mean, let's be honest, Cersei would murder him the second she saw him because he betrayed Joffrey and he abandoned their army. What's well, kind of the whole point of the, the thing they're setting battle. up, that Cersei would murder pretty much all of them, including Right, but Tyrion. especially... I, I don't know if the Hound uh, goes above Tyrion and Daenerys in terms of I, I needing just, to kill. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, she knows that she can't kill... Tyrion and Daenerys because they're you know trying to make this quote-unquote compromise or whatever but as for the Hound I think that Cersei would instantly try to have him killed if he tried to show his face in King's Landing so I don't I don't think that he's going down there 
Besides, he's not interested. Oh, that That's means not... we're going to have our battle between the Hound and the Mountain, finally. <laughs> Wait, so you think that he's going down there? I don't know, maybe. I, I Like, the idea of the uh, Clegane Bowl coming, Clegane Bowl. <laughs> coming together. Like, finally. Like, oh, finally. Like, well, I thought we were going to have this three seasons ago. Service. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he will go down there. But I just, another reason why I don't see him going down there is uh, not just that Cersei would kill him instantly, but also that uh, he, let's not forget that he doesn't really have any interest in any of these wars, or he's not really on anyone's particular side. Like, he ended up by chance kind of going well, Don't you think Thoros riding a dragon kind of changes you? Like, I, I gotta think if I got picked up by a dragon after being surrounded by wet walkers, like, I'd be changed a little bit. I'd be a little bit of a different person. Maybe, he, I don't know, maybe he's not. Maybe nothing, nothing changes him. His his skin is so thick, nothing can penetrate. No experience of any kind could possibly. Uh, I don't know. You know I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe his whole arc has, as a character is showing him, you know, switching from the Lannisters and being this evil character to being uh, one of the quote unquote good guys. So maybe he will kind of join their cause and be one of their soldiers. We'll see. That'll be good. So on social media, we have Michael Gordon at Michael Gordon say. He says, I would pay top freaking dollar to see the Hound and Tormund survive the Game of Thrones to get their own spinoff show. <laughs> Tormund's yeah, awesome. I, Did I like anybody else chemistry. freak out when we thought Tormund was dead meat? I was like, no. Oh my god, yes. I thought he was dying. I definitely thought he was goner in that scene. But I, I knew really he happy. wasn't. I knew he wasn't. You knew that whole like, time he wasn't? Like, oh no, he's fine. He's cool. You know guess, why? Well, they gotta you know keep why? him around for the comic relief. Yeah, and and they were taking him. They were taking too long. If if I was like, he's he he's gonna be all right. Because every time I thought he was uh, going down, he was just like, oh, oh, miss it. Don't bite me here. Gotcha, gotcha. Get away from me. I'm like, okay, he'll be all right. Yeah, I guess you're right. They like went on showing it for a while, so it's like he's got to make it after all this. Yeah, I'm like, man, after all that, you gotta make it. <laughs> you know. Uh, I also liked. Um, I just liked all of their leading up to the whole battle um, when they finally reached the White Walkers. Just all of the conversations that each of them had individually with yeah. each other as they were walking out. That was kind of cool to see because they all, and we we talked about this last last podcast. Like they all have relation or they all know of each other and have had prior encounters with each other in various points during this whole story. So it was kind of cool to see them all kind of talk about things. You know, like Jora right. and John were talking about their fathers and. Uh, Jora and uh, Thor uh, Beric were talking about uh, the Battle of Pike right. when they fought together. That was really so, cool. Yeah, I yeah. like. I wanted to go back and look at some of the history of that. I guess the Battle of Pike is when they put down the uh, Greyjoy Rebellion. Is that what they're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Apparently, they were they stormed the gates together. So that was a little bit bit of book service there, which was nice. That was cool. And there was one yeah. more, I think. Uh, Forgot who it was now. Maybe it was the Hound and somebody else. I don't remember exactly. But those okay, conversations yeah. were really cool. There was a lot. Yeah, yeah, there was a few of them. But yeah, it, even my man Gingery was like, "You sold me, man. You sold yeah. me." <laughs> he like wouldn't let that go. He's still butthurt about it. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him. He was like, but then again, they didn't know where the hell he they were selling him off to. So I kind of don't blame blame them either. But yeah, so Beric's down to his last life. What do you guys think about that? I know. I was thinking he. I was thinking he was ready to die anyway. He's like, you know, I'm tired. You know. Yeah. 
You're right. No, I mean, I think I think he is kind of ready for his last Honestly, life. I thought Thoros, you know, Beric would die and not Thoros. To me, it seemed kind of backwards, but because really? Beric died so many times, he was kind of a spiritually kind of a goner anyway. Like, he would already kind of... No, but he's the one who, like, that's the reason why he keeps being right. resurrected. Like, there's some, there's some greater meaning or purpose for him. And if Melisandre gets back involved again... Mm-hmm. then oh, yeah. she could do I her thing. I wonder when we're going to see her again. I don't think we're going to see her this season. I think next season, at like a re- random time when we're not expecting it, she's going to come right. back into play. Yeah, so, okay, so what do, what do you think is going to happen in the finale? I have no idea, honestly. Like, I, I really don't know what they're going to show in the finale. Because, I mean, it can't... As much as... As much as we love all the episodes that have these huge epic battles and the dragons come in and save the day, like, I don't think there's anything left for them to do in terms of, like, a huge action scene next episode. Because, I mean, they, they got the White Walker battle out of the way. Uh, we had the Daenerys blow, uh, burning Lannister armies episode. So what exactly could they do in the season finale that's, like, a big epic thing? Well, I, I'm inclined to I think mean... more... They, they're know, supposed to have that big parlay, possibly between the Lannisters, the Targaryens, and maybe you know, we saw even you know uh, Sansa was invited to go south. And yeah, like meet. I think I think there's going to be that big meeting, but I'm I just for some reason don't think there's going to be any huge epic battles. It might just be like a more of talking episode. I think it could be that big meeting, but could devolve into. Yeah, the misunderstanding or a trap, and then like this big, huge, epic battle. Oh yeah, that could. Yeah, that that's true. There could be a lot of traps in place. Okay, I'm calling it. Jon Snow is dying next week. (laughs) You're joking, right? No, not joking. You know why? Why? Because he just bowed his knee to the queen. He made this this soft kind of declaration, (laughs) and I think they're setting him up to like you know. Okay, okay, let me ask you guys something, okay? So you honestly think that out of next week's season finale, you have Cersei, you have Jamie, you have Jon Snow, Daenerys, Tyrion. Uh, all five major characters survive next week's show. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, def- there's still a whole season left of this show. They're not going to kill Jon Snow. No, no. I mean, oh I, I'm God. not you're as crazy. against it as Diana is, but just looking at the evidence, it seems like it's important that he, you know, it's not like uh, they've, they've raised him from the dead for a very specific reason. The show has kept him alive now, even through <laughs> this episode. So they kept him alive through that episode. So Benjamin could save his life. So he dies next week. To me, that doesn't make sense. No, he's not going to die. I give John, I give that theory okay. a solid zero. We need, something. We need a bet. It's a zero stars out of 10. Ah. Out of all, so, so so you're saying next week everyone survives? That's not. What I mean, you if you're said. talking about our major major characters like John, major Daenerys, major. I mean, okay, okay, let me let me name them. Between Cersei, Jaime, Tyrion, Jon Snow, um, Daenerys. Yes. Or um, all five of those characters, they all they all survive next week. Yes, a hundred percent. I think they all survived next week, and John is like the least likely of those that you just mentioned to die. Yeah. I would even say that I don't think I'm. Make sure you hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying Daenerys will die next week. I just think it's less likely 
that John would die, even the Daenerys. <laughs> you know what you I mean? You guys are both both crazy for even considering the idea that any of those characters are going to die. There's still I'm not, a whole I'm not saying, I don't think show. any of them are going to die. To me, that's not... Yeah. They're going... Their journeys take them into next season. Yeah, for sure. Once again, if I said in the first season that 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 Ted that Ted Stark was going to die. <laughs> Ted Stark. Ted Stark. I love him. Ted Stark. Love Teddy. Ted Stark. Teddy Stark. Ted Stark was going to die. You guys would have killed me. All right. All right. You guys would have said it's not, it's it's only the first episode, it's only the first season. He has a whole. Yeah, I could I could see side characters dying, like maybe like Tormund or the Hound, or you know, like some some of those characters, but not the main main players. They they still have a role to play in next season. Well, how about last season? Um, b- before Cersei killed everybody, did did you guys see that coming? That all those people would die? No, but they still weren't like the most major of characters. Who well, how about the Red Wedding? Oh, he's, who talking about, to? he's talking about when Cersei burned uh, the Tyrells. Okay. Uh huh. Or, or how about the Red Wedding? Did, did y'all see that? Did y'all see that coming? No, I, I mean, okay, I, I get your point. It's the Game of Thrones. There's always surprises and whatever. But I really don't think of those characters you named that any of them are going to die in in this particular next episode. Okay. I, I just think they have too big of a role to play in next season. Okay. I'm yeah. thinking that. Oh, you know who we... I think might? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go. Ahead. Who, who, who do you think might die? Some, 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 some body okay, character that we saw in the second no, season? No, you know who I think might die? Brianna Perth. No. Yes. Okay, yes. Okay, she hasn't so had John. Any, any screen time whatsoever this whole okay. season. No, John, my theory is, I've said this before. So my theory is, and I think it was kind of like confirmed, or at least I think it's there's a higher likelihood that it's going to happen after the, seeing this episode, um, that Brienne is going to go to King's Landing and... Cersei is gonna kill her somehow, and that's what's gonna cause Jamie to kill Cersei. So Lee's gonna turn her against her, turn him against her, and it's very minimum. I I, 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 I could go die. with your theory, but 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 understand when I'm going with your theory with a caveat. That is a minor story. The, the somebody's gonna die next week. But, that's going to cause a big shenanigans. But that's a not a minor thing. story if you consider the fact that Jamie would turn against Cersei. That is significant. Brand's I'm, death maybe no, 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 no. I'm not saying that he's gonna kill Cersei next episode. No, but, but it I starts think... the beginning of the turn. I mean you know, yeah, it actually right. yeah, already started. Right. I'm saying that every season of Game of Thrones there's been a major killing that has that has right. turned well, the show. Well and that's the characters not... you mentioned, maybe not. How about oh no, we're just if you want to walk down this road of major character having to die next week, let's talk about Arya and Sansa and Littlefinger. To me, we have some actual real tension there. We have some actual, essentially physical threats that took place this week. Yes. Arya said to her sister that, you know, what would it be like to walk in your, you know, to wear your face, to live your life? And Sansa says to her sister, like, hey, I have all the knights. Every knight in this castle is pledged to me. So they're both they were both kind of wield their, their power lethal totally power agree. against each other. Totally agree. Littlefinger who's playing both of them. I, I include them in my list. I just I forgot to include them. So Sansa and Arya and Littlefinger are on my list as somebody next week is going down. One of the major characters is going down. Well if you include those, those, if you include those three characters it's more palatable. It's like as 
as far as an idea. Oh, I don't know. I still don't see. I don't know. I th- maybe something major will happen with the whole Sansa Arya Littlefinger thing. But may- oh, you know who might die? Littlefinger. Okay. See, I I don't think Sansa or Arya will. But maybe, maybe in this episode, Sansa and Arya will realize that they were being played, and Arya will kill uh, Littlefinger. Or Arya, you- or Arya could just do it on her own, and that would further turn Sansa away from. Haven't you guys noticed that before a major character gets killed, it's always quiet? You don't even hear a peep about it. Just like, you know, it's like it's like the air is still and the sun is shining and you don't hear anything about it. And all of a sudden, bam, they're gone. I think you I think you I think you're on a point there. I think it could be Littlefinger. I think it could be Arya too. Because Arya might figure out what Littlefinger's trying to do. Yeah, maybe. I still feel like they're gonna they have to keep Arya around for the last season. Because she's so many people's favorite character. And they take that stuff into consideration, you know? Do you think the Arya people, who are huge Arya fans, are going to react well to this episode? Or, you know, are they going to say, yeah, Arya's in her right to behave this way? Or are they going to say, you know, I don't really know why Arya's taking this turn? I think everyone's kind of disappointed in the whole new Arya is evil thing. At least everyone I've talked to about it has been like, dude, what's up with Arya becoming evil? It's just not, it's not like her. Because part of the reason why you root for her these whole last, the whole series up until now is because she's like this underdog, but she's still a Stark at heart. And, you know, you've everyone's been waiting for her to return to her family and it's going to be great. And then she returns to her family and she's being a total brat to everyone and literally threatening her sister's life and it's just kind of like really like we waited all these seasons for her to just be a terrible person <laughs> i don't know it's just disappointing i have to say that i, I have to take back everything i said earlier about aria and i called it evil because um when i was waiting for you guys i watched it a second time and i realized that all the things that sansa did kind of really pissed me off the way she was always wanted to be queen she always wanted to um wear the nice dresses and so forth and because of her attitude, she ended up getting a lot of, um, she ended up getting um, Arya's friend killed because she was walking with Joffrey and, and trying to be cute. And so uh, Arya's life has been on the negative side of Sansa wanting to be queen. So That's I'm, true, I'm but I just of, don't understand why we're allowing a child to be judged for her, her actions. Obviously, they're adults now, but like all of these things, these happenings that were described back then obviously she was a child she was under the influence of an evil of an evil group of people so i even even her father succumbed to you know the political maneuverings of these evil people so i don't know why we're holding this against her yeah i i I, I agree i see all those things as like yes it's fuel to the fire for Arya not really liking her as a person but i still consider it more just sister nonsense bickering stuff that sisters would fight about not not that it would turn into this straight up aria threatening to threatening her life you know i I just didn't think it would reach that level because i don't think yes i agree with you john that like she she was an annoying character in those early seasons and she uh aria kind of has reason to not be her biggest fan but i still think it's taking it to a new level the way that aria was this episode with her you know like she didn't deserve that and i also don't understand just the, this whole secrecy of this letter to begin with. Like, why is it so hard for people to believe? Why is it so hard for the Northern Lords to believe that she wrote this under duress? 
Like that, that is a perfectly logical explanation. I wouldn't think that it would be something that she would even be trying to hide. Like she could come right out and say it. You'd think like, Hey guys, we're talking about politics. Emotions run high. That's the thing. Like even look at what's happening even in our country right now. The one side is so against what the other side is doing. The other side takes offense at every little thing the other side is doing. So when it comes to like political maneuvering, there isn't a lot of understanding or um, just like empathy to see like what the other person went through. There's just a lot of uh, emotional reaction. And I think this is the kind of thing where there's instability. John's not here. Uh, there's strife. Even Lady Mormont was speaking out against them, like saying, what's going on here? Like, John, stay. And he didn't. And it's like a letter like this is the perfect thing for people who are questioning their leadership, their political leadership to, you know, to flip out. You know what I mean? And even, you know, they see her as an adult now. They don't see the child who had to write that letter. They just don't see it. People don't see past their noses on those kind of things. All right. That's true. That is very true. Okay, so um, <clears throat> basically, I was I was going to read a tweet, but um, it, it kind of escaped my computer. But I'm going to tell you what the gist of the tweet was. They were saying that that it, it was a it was a um, a meme of Donald Trump saying this is the worst trade deal ever when they basically traded John Snow said they traded John Snow traded a dragon for a White Walker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It was a poor exchange. But, I mean, I guess the dragon had to be sacrificed to save Jon Snow and the others. <laughs> Sacrifice had to be made. I mean, we we did know that she would lose a dragon or two, possibly all, you know, by coming oh, to I Westeros. Oh, I yeah. But, I just um, really thought it was going to be at the hands of Cersei. For some reason, this didn't occur to me. And, I, I mean, I guess it didn't occur to you guys either because we never talked about this happening, yeah. you know, White Walker Dragon or anything. Like, I don't think any of us expected that to happen. In fact, if we would have come up with it, it would have been like a 3 out of 10 stars or something. Been like, yes. That's crazy. <laughs> You're just telling me gonna... that the Night King is going to get a dragon? Yeah, that would have been... That <laughs> That's nuts. If, I swear, if, if John had brought this up as a theory, like last podcast that he thought a white a dragon would become a white walker i would have given his theory a one and laughed at him (laughs) (laughs) well i I will say this though um i was um going through once again i always like to rewatch episodes to see it from a different um perspective and um i was noticing that i was i was noticing that we never talked about Tommen dying and the significance that he died in the way that Jamie wanted Bran to die. Say it again. So Jamie wanted Bran to die in terms of falling out the window. But what were you comparing that to? Tommen, how, how Jamie's how, how Jamie's child actually died. It was like oh, it was Tommen. like oh, okay. yeah, Tommen, yeah, Tommen, Tommen, you know, T H O M E N, that dude. He actually died the way that Jamie intended Bran to die. I thought that was kind of, you know, something we never kind of talked about. I mean, about. one is, you know, killing a child, murder, and the other one is suicide. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's both a uh, uh, tower window. Awful. Yeah, I guess there was a parallel between that that I never thought about. The fact that he died falling, and that's, yeah, that's what Jamie tried to do to uh, Bran. 
And uh, secondly, um, I didn't realize this, but Gendry is the only one, only guy left who knows how to manipulate Valerian steel. You're talking about forging it, or at least uh, yeah, reforging well, well, it. Well, well, manipulate like like being able to, yeah, sharpen it, kind of, you know, repair it, that kind of thing. Well, they never they never made any mention of him working with Valerian steel. Like, yes, he he was a weaponsmith or armorsmith or well, he was a smith. But I highly doubt in his little business in King's Landing <laughs> that they were, they weren't they weren't dealing with Valyrian steel. You know, he was wasn't very like a rare, yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't say that he knows. I mean, yes, he's a smith, but I mean, I'm not sure if that requires special skill or something. I'm not sure. But speaking of Valyrian steel, we saw the dagger again in the scene with uh, Arya and Sansa, and uh, I just think that's going to present itself as another major component somewhere a lot down the line here with that with that particular the cat's paw um, right yeah i think she's gonna kill Littlefinger with it because he tried to kill well actually it wasn't he hired it was, the cat's paw well no that was actually joffrey or the, at least that's the theory right. but he was part of that whole thing so i could see him dying at the hands of that Oh yeah, definitely. I think that um, now that I look, now that I kind of, kind of gave it some time to think about it, I think your theory is probably the most viable. That Littlefinger will die by Arya next week, as my yeah. major character. Some major character is going to go next week, though. Somebody that you, I'm not expecting, Kyber. is going to go. I'm a Kyber. There is, though. there is Kyber. no way. There is no way Game of Thrones is going to go quietly into the night because, as you said, they've gotten the major battles over with. They've got the battle with the White Walkers over with. They got the battle of the Lannisters and the well, Dragons over with. I don't know if that so battle's week, over with, but they've done it. They've done something. Exactly. So next week is going to be one humdinger of an episode, and what is and the only thing that is left has to be a surprise red wedding. That's the only thing that's left. We just don't know yeah. who's going to do it, whether it's Sansa or whether it's going to be Daenerys, because Daenerys and Ty, 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 you know, um. Tyrion, we're, Tyrion, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about strategizing, and are they going to be the, you know, they would, they would talk about that whole deal. So I think that they have something in plan. Something. Yeah. Well, you may be right. I don't know. Uh, as most of, as is the case with most of your theories, when you first say them, I'm like, no, 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 there's no way. But you know, in the last five minutes <laughs> that I've been thinking about it, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there will be. I don't know. You plant. You planted the seed. You planted the seed in my head, and now I'm like, oh, maybe there will be like a major death. But I don't. I agree with Dre that it's not going to be Jon Snow. But I don't know. Maybe there will be. You know, that's your strength in our podcast, by the way, is that you're like you don't mind voicing your opinion, but you also don't mind being. You also don't mind like, like a lot of people voice their opinion. They kind of like stay on. Like I'm going to stay on it just for pride reasons. But you're like you voice it, but then you'll be like, you know, let me let me consider that. That's yeah, the, well, and I, I, I like that a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I will admit when I'm wrong, you know, and a lot of times I'll hear things and I'll be like, what? That, there's no way, you know, initial reaction because I never thought about it. But then when I think about it for a little bit longer, it's like, oh, that might happen. So I guess we'll find out next episode. We've discussed kind of what we think is going to is going to happen next week. For all those guys that are listening, we really appreciate it. Our downloads are climbing up every single week. But now that we would like for you to do is leave a comment um, hopefully you leave us five stars, and so we. And also, 
kind of comment and connect with us on Twitter so we kind of um, get a good idea of what you think about our show, what you like about it, and what you like about our different personalities. And we, we really appreciate all the interaction. So by the way, so that being said, Andre, what is it now it's time to do? Now it's time to drop the mic.